Wait, mushroom retreats like they take mushrooms? Yes. In Cancun? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's not something I'm interested in doing ever. We might have to take separate vacations. Jeez, that's fine. You can go with Peppa. Welcome to Marvelous, a podcast that explores my journey into a universe that my husband loves and I know nothing about. I'm your host, Rochelle. And I'm your co-host, Jay. After getting sucked into WandaVision, I had a lot of questions. And I had to do my best to answer those questions. Come with us as I gain my vision of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and ask my husband a thousand questions. Go into Iron Man Part 1. To start off this episode, Jay is going to read a synopsis of Iron Man for us. So from ironman.fandom.com. The synopsis is a billionaire, industrial, and genius inventor, Tony Stark, is conducting weapons tests overseas, but terrorists kidnap him to force him to build a devastating weapon. Instead, he builds an armored suit and upends his captors. Returning to America, Stark refines the suit and uses it to combat crime and terrorism. Perfect. So, when I first read that out loud about an hour ago... I laughed hysterically because that just sounded like such a cheesy plot line. And. But any plot sounds pretty cheesy when you just like read it out loud. Oh, absolutely. Like, what's the plot to the Big Bang Theory? A bunch of scientists, I don't know, live and cohabitate and try to date girls. Yeah, like the synopsis that you read is never going to give you the full insight to what you're getting into. Oh, I know, but just when I first pulled that up, that was the first time I had ever seen a plot line written out for Iron Man, and I had no idea that this is what Iron Man was about. What did you think it was about? I I don't know. I thought it was about a man named Tony Stark wearing a crime-fighting suit. A crime-fighting suit. Yeah, like, like that was all... You're drawing a lot of parallels to Batman, which there are a lot of I parallels I mean, yeah, like, that's... I don't even think I've ever seen Batman, so I... Yeah, like, that's... And there's dozens of them. Yeah. Not dozens, that's dramatic. There's a lot of different Batman movies, but a lot of them do feed the origin story in the very beginning. Yeah, it seems fairly similar. Yeah, um, billionaire, dead parents. yeah crime fighting suit you know all the things using his powers for good um they don't have powers batman doesn't have powers no neither does tony Stark. neither one of them have powers they just have money and a crime fighting suit if you want to call it that okay we're gonna call it that for now you're gonna call it that for now Uh, yes i i refuse to call it a crime fighting suit (laughs) okay so Yeah, my mind was blown when I read this plot line because I realized I, like, legitimately knew nothing about this movie. Um, And, but then as we were kind of talking about what I do know, generally what I know about this movie before we started it was that Tony Stark has major daddy issues, that his parents are killed suddenly, he has a crap ton of money. Um, I also thought that I had remembered that his parents ended up being killed by a friend of a friend or something like that and Jay just said not this movie and so he's doing a good job of not giving me spoilers so I think there's something with that also major spoiler alert if you haven't watched any of the MCU movies I think I just 
maybe spoiled something, but also who knows. So um, major spoiler alert also. There will be a ton of spoilers, especially yeah. when we're talking about this, because there's a lot of callbacks in future movies that I think we're going to maybe accidentally get into. Yeah, and also explicit language, lots of swearing will be coming. So keep that in mind moving forward. Um, I also thought I knew that Stark Enterprises made the bomb that killed Wanda and Pietro's parents in Sarkovia. Yeah, Sarkovia. Sarkovia. Okay. Um, But I just learned that from WandaVision. That's the only reason I know that. So thank you, WandaVision. And then I also think that he becomes a mentor to Spider-Man because he watches Spider-Man die in one of the snaps. I think the first snap. So... But again, I've only seen that like as I'm walking out of the house and Jay's crying and it is very sad. There was so... no point where you saw me crying in any of these movies. Okay. Well, Jay is upset by him dying. So, yeah. And then Jay explained to me that uh, that happened after Marvel gained rights to Spider-Man. So, apparently I won't be seeing Tobey Maguire anymore. Maybe. There's a lot of rumors that the new Spider-Man movie is going to have Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield. Huh. Who were the two previous iterations of Spider-Man before Tom Holland. Okay. Interesting. But who who knows? These are all rumors. Nothing's confirmed besides that the third Spider-Man is coming out this year in December, I believe. Okay. So that'll be good to keep in mind. So you might get to see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man again. I only want to see it if there are upside-down kisses. In the pouring rain. But anyway, so um, just kind of talking about the actors, like where I recognize them from. Robert Downey Jr., honestly, the only thing I know him from, even though I know he's been in a lot of stuff, is Tropic Thunder. Like, (laughs) that's my biggest frame of reference for Robert Downey Jr. is Tropic Thunder. Even though, and I think maybe he was a part of the Rat Pack in the 80s, but like... There was a Rat Pack in the 80s? Yeah, it was like all of these... Like Molly Ringwald and like that whole group of people. They were called the Rat Pack? I think Brat Pack. Probably the Brat Pack. Because wasn't the Rat Pack like Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra and a couple others? Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a pack of these tweeners in the 80s and 90s. So mm. I can't remember exactly what they are. Um, and then Gwyneth Paltrow pops up. And I know Gwyneth Paltrow from her amazing rendition of Emma in 1996 and also from Great Expectations because I remember I had read that book in middle school and then I watched Great Expectations but it was on TV and my dad told me I couldn't watch it because it was super dirty and so like a couple years later I like actually went down and went back and watched it and it is a very dirty movie it was when MTV was doing all of those like retellings of classic literature in like a teenage audience they also did like Wuthering Heights and a few others around that time um and also Shakespeare in Love so I knew her from those and then John Favreau pops up and I only know him from the chef show on Netflix and the movie chef I think that's the only thing I know him from um I had no idea he was like moderately attractive when he was younger like I only (laughs) have the current iteration of John Favreau in my head. Personally, John Favreau's not attractive. No, I'm not at all. Okay. Um, and then who is I the... think John Favreau's Okay. It's a nice looking dude. Sure. Okay. If you're into white guys. 
that's supposed to be funny, but okay. Um, yeah, so those are the people that I knew. Um, I thought the general was Cuba Gooding Jr., who is not. No. Um, not at all. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Um, I honestly don't know what, I don't know that I've ever seen that anything that Terrence Howard has been in. You've never seen Hustle and Flow? Nope. What? Nope. I, I have seen his face around a lot, but I have never seen anything that he's been in. He was in the movie Crash. He was in Four Brothers. Yep, I've seen Crash. Empire. I was forced to see Crash, and that traumatized me. Fair. Yeah. So, yep. Okay, so that's where I know him from is Crash. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything to add for, for that beginning? Like, what I know or the actors? I mean, did you not know Jeff Bridges previous to this? Um, I knew Jeff Jeff Bridges from like TV stuff. Your dad never made you watch Tron. No. What? And I had always thought of Jeff Bridges as like, for whatever reason, my like mental image of him was like an old dude with like kind of shaggy hair and yeah. looked like he didn't have teeth. Like. I think yeah, from The Big Lebowski. No, that was like younger. Like I just I. Re- I don't know if he was on Maybe teeth. you've seen him in recently where he's old and doesn't have teeth. I don't think he, I mean, I think he has teeth, but I, like, for whatever reason, he just, like, looked old. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It, him having no hair, like, him being bald in this movie really threw me off. Like, I didn't recognize him for a really long time. Like, he plays, I think it's out of his normal range of characters in this movie. Yeah, because just kind of like first impressions right off the bat, I get real big villain vibes from him. You're only an hour in. Yeah, because we only watched like an hour and two minutes because the second half will be the second episode. But yeah, right off the bat, he pops up and I immediately think villain. Um, Real villain vibes. Yeah, like just looks like a really shady dude, especially on a Segway smoking a cigar. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, that's a choice. That's how you know this movie was made in 2008. Yeah, and that's also something, were, you know, I think. Really, like, a status symbol. It's so 2008. Um, there's a digital camera. My first impressions were that I was like, oh, that's not great that they're, it looks like they're in Iraq. And then it turns out they're in Afghanistan, which is, I feel like, is super problematic as we were having conflicts in that area like simultaneously. That's the point. I, yeah, I know. But like, then what does that do as people are rewatching the videos? I feel like it just kind of like reinforces the stereotypes that people think that like Afghani people are terrorists or Iraqi people are terrorists. It is mildly problematic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that was just kind of my first, like, like just trying to think about, but I think it's the, attempt to create realism in the film so like a film sure. like rambo is not realistic at all but i believe he's a vietnam war veteran and there are scenes that take place in vietnam for like grounding in realism yeah but yeah the the portrayal of the terrorists in the beginning is very stereotypical and slightly problematic yeah they I think. I think they did a good job at like trying to ground a superhero movie in real world and like yeah. use real world places and stuff like that so yeah like, the location makes sense. The depiction of the terrorists is a little, yeah, yeah, not amazing. No, because I, 
I don't feel super good about like calling them terrorists because like they're on their home turf and we're the ones that invaded. Like I understand that they're de- being depicted as terrorists in this episode and like that's what they are in the plot line, but just the fact that like they're terrorists, they kidnap somebody sure. and try to make a ransom video. I think it's safe to call them yeah. that specific group. Oh, and yeah, terrorists. that specific yes. Yeah, there's but, nothing wrong with that. They're yeah, horrible people, and they're supposed to be. Yes. I just think that, like, especially with the time frame that this came out in, it was, like, pretty problematic to, like, reinforce the stereotypes that were being, like, pumped into pop culture at that time. That's how I view this, is, like, I kind of view that whole, like, we're gonna, it's 2008, we're in Afghanistan and Iraq, we're trying to get more troops over there, like, let's just make this a center plot line and, like, really exasperate the stereotypes that we're using to further our agenda. That was how I have, I viewed the first part of this. That's right. Yeah. Um, also love the flip phone. He had the bougie LG kind that went from, it wasn't just a rumor where it like flipped to the side. It went from the vertical, the horizontal, which was the really expensive type. So noticed that. Yeah, I had a pretty sure I had a razor at mm. that time. God, I wasn't cool enough for a razor. Um, the digital cameras were great callbacks. Also, the segue was like, <laughs> what? They weren't callbacks. Like, well, this I know. Film it's... was me when that shit was relevant. Oh, I know, but like yeah. watching it now, oh, like, yeah. is it's is funny to just be like, yeah, it's it. very nostalgic. And then also, when I saw the Segway, all I could think of was that YouTube video that was like, chimpanzees riding on a Segway, chimpanzees riding on a Segway. dun 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 Nope, you've never seen that one? Nope. That is one of my dad's favorite YouTube videos. And it's it's just chimpanzees riding on Segways. Wow. Like, that's all it is. Sorry. With the music, chimpanzees riding on Segways. Um, also, the men's haircuts were very 2008. Like, everything was very... Like, with the, like, over-product, like, I just got out of bed look, but it really was, like, it just looks over-processed and, like, very intentional. I so, didn't pay attention to anyone's haircuts. Yeah. Trying to be messy, but it's not. not. make it to my notes. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like, based on how unkept my hair always looks, I can't shit on anyone's haircut. Well, no, it just looked, like, very douchey. Mm. Like, that was kind of the, the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, like, right off the bat, I verbalized what the fuck's happening here. Because, like, there was just so much stuff that just, like, was going back and forth with really setting up the scene for Tony Stark to be this, like, arrogant billionaire jerk. Yeah, he's not real likable in the first, like, ten minutes. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and at 12... 12- 36 i said fuck this guy because <laughs> no. yeah you have you had a really strong feelings about him yeah and uh, positive no not right off the bat yeah um pepper Potts, though you gotta love the you know yes i've been doing the the uh reporter trying to take a dig at her for being a personal assistant and then she slides in there yeah and every once in a while i have to take out the trash for him <laughs> as she's yeah, ex- escorting savage. his yeah one night stand out the door <laughs> That was a savage Pepper Potts moment. Yeah, yeah. just absolutely magical. Um, and also I heard Paul Bettany's voice. 
Well, this is what I was talking about, where, like, you have a really interesting, like, perspective, because you already know about Vision. Yeah. Who's played by Paul Bettany. But you've never seen, like, the very beginning of where that came from. And that's Jarvis, like, the AI that he uses for everything in his house, so. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So. So everyone else gets a witness at the other way around, and we're like, oh, that sounds like Paul Bettany, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, you know, a few movies later, they see him in the flesh vibranium whatever but you've already three seen billion that, dollars so with the kind of, vibranium yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you already know like what that becomes or what he becomes yeah so it'll be interesting yeah. to see like how he gets from point a to point b because i had no idea yeah i just was like that what okay um or point b for vision <laughs> you're welcome it's your dad joke of the day god perfect um i also hate tony stark's sunglasses in the first like 15 minutes they're just abs- they don't get better no they're like just total fuckboy sunglasses and i hate them <laughs> they're not aviators no but they have they the have really strong opinions about like the most random shit i sure do um yeah just the really aggressive silver with like the way they're like fake aviators like they were probably like super expensive and just like really well yeah he's a billionaire everything he's wearing is supposed to look expensive just so terrible um yeah so i also was really bothered by the improper pee or ppe <laughs> to shoot a fucking missile uh, yeah let's really dissect your problem with this superhero movie and them not putting on the proper pee before shooting a missile because you brought up the fact that they weren't wearing ear protection no yeah and so they're like <laughs> If you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll paint you a word picture. So they're standing in this canyon and they have the, like, future of, you know, missiles or whatever. And Tony Stark is pitching it to the military. And then he gives this big speech or whatever. And then they, they're not that far from the missiles. The missiles are right next to them. And they shoot a missile off without any type of earwear eyewear no hard hats there's nothing and then the missiles explode into a bunch of baby missiles but then blow out the entire side of this mountain and then the pushback from it or the kickback from the missile impact takes all of their hats off and like that there's obviously like dust and debris that's coming back at them but, like, even though they're not wearing protect- their eye protection, like, their eyes are fine and, like, they don't have hearing damage from this. Like, no. Maybe they do. Maybe phase four, they really dig into the tinnitus storyline <laughs> for everybody. But, like, it's it's a superhero movie. Like, you're gonna see shit like that. I just like the fact that you focus on the, like, ear protection when they're firing missiles into the canyon. Like, there's shrapnel coming back. Yeah, well, and and I know that there's Sorry. shrapnel, and I know that there's, like, a lot of other things, but yeah, like, like, if my dad has ear damage from being on submarines wearing ear protection, then they just blew out all of their hearing for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just, I yeah, looked at looking that. Yeah, you're looking for a little too much. Ugh, I just looked realism. at that and was like, that's fucking stupid. Like, what? Yeah, the runtime would double if, like, before every action scene, they're like, hold on, let me get my goggles on. <laughs> it would make me feel better. Me feel better. Um, 
Yeah, and then he we'll gets... We'll have to watch a deleted scene to see if any of that's in there. Oh my god, There's that'd just be... deleted scenes of Tony putting on goggles and boots <laughs> and shit. That'd be so great. Hazmat suits. Oh, that's the dream. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, we kind of go into, what did he call it? A fun V? The so, fun V, yeah, yeah. So instead of being in a Humvee, he's in a fun V. And, um, yeah, which I just felt like that whole situation, like, fine they're having fun it is what it is and then an ied explodes which like i know in 2008 that was like all over the news it was like ieds going off constantly um so that was very on the nose and then for him to wake up with like a mechanical heart hooked up to a battery i felt was very what's that that one movie with the like british guy that has to like zap his zap himself every once in a while to like oh uh crank yeah crank that that felt like very jason statham <laughs> to like wake up and have be hooked up to a car battery have you seen the movie crank it's it was on tv a lot and oh, i yes? no, i've seen parts of it yeah. i i have a general i have a general understanding yeah it's like he has to have like friction or things to like electricity to like keep his heart going. Yeah. Um, I think or something like that. I think so. I, I think don't there's know. like an adrenaline factor too. I don't know. I've never seen Crank. Yeah. I'm not like a huge Jason Statham movie goer. No, not my vibe. Nah. I'm not, no. right. not my cool. vibe at all. Not that intense. Um, and then Jay did me a solid and pointed out the camera zooming into the bald guy, because also during this there were a whole bunch of parts where he just like put it on mute so I could read the subtitles because I can't handle some of the sounds because yeah, it's a lot for me. Yeah. But you got to get every ounce of foreshadowing or else you're not going to get the full experience towards the second half. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And this part was also interesting because he like, again, he wakes up, he has like a reckoning, right? Because he has this, doctor that's there talking to him about like you know you have to do this stuff you have to do what i do in order so you can live and then these people are screaming at him in arabic that like you know he's the most famous mass murderer from america and like that i think totally stands on head what he had or how he had viewed himself and his father and his father's legacy as the peacekeepers um and seemed like it was just completely shattering the perception he had of himself and his legacy yeah 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 i think they do you'll see it a lot more in the later marvel movies because i think they really harp on it but i think the mcu has done a decent job at showing like the collateral damage like they show it in this movie, and they kind of don't do it as much for a little bit, but especially in, like, Phase 3 and I, whatever phase uh, Captain America Civil War is in, they do a good job at acknowledging, like, the damage that was left behind from, like, the events of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the DC, you tried to do that, but they were too dark. It's a whole thing. Well, I'm sure we'll have a Batman vs. Superman moment at some point, even though we're not talking about the DCU, but... Um, yeah, Marvel's done a good job of being, like, self-aware at, like, both sides of that coin, where it's not just, like, oh, they're, you know, beating up bad guys. It's, like, they're causing billions of dollars worth of damage in their wake. So, like, this is the first little hint of, like, the collateral damage of the lives that these heroes leave. 
Yeah. No, that was that was very powerful. And I think, yeah, for Tony Stark, that's kind of like where you see the gears kind of shift also because like, you know, he was tortured by being held underwater and all sorts of other shit. Yeah. You know, while he's hooked up to a car battery. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, this feels I'm not sure when the Disney like purchase Marvel went through, but I feel like this specific movie predates that. So the action, um, a lot of the things that happen in this movie have not been like they don't feel super Disney-fied. Yeah. Where I think a lot of the action in the later movies, like, Disney kind of pulls back a little bit as far as, like, the violence and the grit's concerned. Yeah. Like, even the music choice in this movie is way different than, like, the epic Marvel stuff that comes to be. Yeah, it seems a little more, like, superhero-y versus, like, yeah, the, the epic soundtracks and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so also talking about the Doctor, the Doctor mentions that he has plans to see his family when he leaves. Uh, and then in the dramatic Iron Man reveal of Tony Stark is not actually creating this missile for these people. He's creating an Iron Man suit to get him and the doctor out um, as that plan is going forward. The doctor like sacrifices himself and then we find out that the doctor's family's dead, um, which was wild because I was like, oh, he's going to go home. He's going to see his family. But I was also confused about the logistics of the of the actual suit and how that was going to work. Like, how was he going to propel himself and this man safely out of this yeah. canyon and land it? Yeah, I feel like the first time I saw this movie, I knew, like, two minutes into their like interaction of like yeah that dude's not gonna make it out yeah there's no way no yeah but that's definitely what propels iron man forward is the doctor with his dying breaths telling him to not waste his life don't waste your life tony got a lot of those melodramatic moments oh yeah propel the story that was wild um and also like the creation like the inception of it was interesting to see him transform from like okay like they tell you that he graduated mit at 17 and you know he's this genius and then you see it in action as he takes his destiny into his own hand or his legacy into his own hand and he creates this way out and like really figures out how to escape and get out and like there's it seems like there's no detail left unturned um also i love (laughs) flamethrowers so that was really exciting i do want to buy a flamethrower at some point oh jeez. good lord (laughs) um yeah neighbors would love that jeez we don't have to mow the lawn we can just flamethrow it yeah don't water it and flamethrow it every once in a while yeah slide it up (laughs) a couple drivers oh jeez. but yeah that was pretty cool to see um like the actual escape and them leave the compound definitely thought the bald dude was dead but then also they didn't show him die yeah they didn't actually show him die um so that was ominous it was wild how he had thought about blowing up or like lighting up the entire compound in order for it to blow up but then didn't like fully like he knew he was gonna fly out right and like hopefully land in the desert i don't think he was trying to blow up 
like the compound. But he was flamethrowing everything. Well, yeah, it was all because they had munitions. A shit ton of his weapons. He yeah. wanted to destroy those. Yeah, so they didn't yeah, use them. Yeah, he wanted to destroy his weapons. I don't think he like had plans for a grand explosion of any sort. Yeah, well, and I think that was also really like that comes up a little later is when he says like I saw all of these American teenagers get murdered by the weapons that I created to keep them safe. Yeah. Like that was I think also a really big deal for him to just be like holy shit like what I think I'm doing to keep people safe is actually what is murdering them. Yeah. Full on existential crisis. Yeah. We all have them. Yep. It's not on quite that yeah. scale. Right. So you're halfway through the movie. Yep. I'm curious to see what you think is going to play out in the second half that we're going to watch at some point. Um, I, so we've, wrapped up right around where he like put the suit on and then like is trying to get Jarvis to like get him to take it for a full test flight Mm -hmm. and I think that I think that he's going to create this suit because also like I don't remember or I don't suits created well I know but like thanks but like (laughs) I don't know if people know that it's him like, I can't remember if it's, like, a dramatic reveal, like, 15 movies down the road that people, like, all of a sudden realize that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Like, I don't remember that. Huh. I have no idea. I don't huh. know if, or if he's just, like, randomly flying around in his Iron Man suit and people are like, oh, yeah, hey, Tony. And he's just, like, flying around. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, It'll also be interesting, based off of the synopsis, to see how he like how he uses it because it seems like he wants to use it for good or to fight crime or whatever but like what does that logistically look like he's like batman like does he have like a police scanner is he just gonna like be flying around like a vigilante like trying to like find crime and then stop it i have no idea um you you just like put this image in my head of like batman and iron man swapping places and villains are just terrified of iron man because he walk the streets of Gotham and just fucks people up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know. Also, I think Obi is going to burn this shit to the ground. Obi is Jeff Bridges' yeah, character. Yeah, Obi is Jeff Bridges' character. And I think he is absolutely going to, like, swindle. Because he's, like, an old boy, right? Like, he's... So, Obi is definitely giving off the vibes that he has some like backdoor deals happening and that he yeah backdoor deals um maybe butt stuff who knows um just like definitely thinking about what you know his stake in the company and this is his livelihood and i'm sure he is not pumped about tony stark coming in and or coming back from this kidnapping and trauma you like he's happy to see tony stark coming back i don't think so at all oh what if this was his idea what if he's the one behind the kidnapping? What? Oh my god, is Obi behind the kidnapping? I don't fucking know. Oh. No. That would be Look sick. Look at you trying to, like, make theories. Holy shit. Um, that would be... <laughs> did you just blow your own mind I with did. your, uh, prediction? Yeah, but also, like, that would not be too far out of the wild stuff that happens in movies, right? Like, you know, the guy that's just trying to, like, completely pull back control of this young buck that he doesn't think is no you know knows what he's doing and he what like has contact as a weapons dealer has contact what if he's the one that was actually supplying stark weapons 
to the terrorist this whole time. What if Obi's a terrorist? Oh, <laughs> oh man. I wish we had visuals so people can see your face right now as you're making these predictions. Oh my Never god. Never seen your eyes get that big before. That's oh, great. yeah. So that's my prediction. Obi's a terrorist. He's been funneling he's been funneling weapons that are clearly marked stark to terrorists in afghanistan he was trying to get tony stark killed to just get him out of the way and all of this was prearranged and everything tony stark knows is a lie <laughs> yeah i like your i like your predictions yeah and i'm gonna stick to that and then when they're all completely wrong it's just gonna be the first of thousands of theories I'm going to create that are going to be horribly and tragically <laughs> wrong. So yeah, I will not confirm more than any of your theories. Because yeah. also, how cool would it be if, like you had mentioned, if Tony Stark or Iron Man is actually Batman, but just like in an alternate universe? So maybe that's my other thing. If Obi isn't a terrorist, then maybe Iron Man is actually Batman, but in a different timeline. No, <laughs> they're different properties. I, I'm gonna Batman say that is DC. I don't I don't think that matters. I think it does. Okay. <laughs> okay. Disney so, doesn't own DC yet. Okay, so they don't own they don't own that, so then that's obviously debunked. Yeah, so, no, they're never gonna cross paths. Is Pepper Potts ever a superhero? Ooh. Ooh, what if Pepper Potts is a superhero? Would she be like pretty pots? Miss Pep in her step? What if they just call her Pepper Spray? <laughs> <laughs> what what if she's Peppa Pig? Her, uh, what? do you know what Peppa Pig is? Yeah, it's like just, a little like, throwing kid. out random alliteration shit with Pepper now. Yeah, I am. Yeah, no, Peppa um, Pig does not show up in Marvel. <laughs> oh, that would be so great though. Someone's like, oh, you know, it all do yada yada when you know the day pigs fly, and then like Pepper shows up as Peppa the pig with like some wild, like, well. Is she a mutant? No, Mutants are no. in a different thing. Peppa Pig is not part of MCU at all. Oh, but you just like made, she should be. You just made me rethink of um, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Because there is a I think they call him Spider-Ham. He's a Spider-Man from a different dimension. And he's a pig. And he's voiced by John Mulaney. Oh, is that Spider-Pig? That's it, climbing on the like ceiling? Spider-Pig? Spider-Pig! No, the song that you're singing from an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> Where Peter has a pig for some reason and he's walking against the ceiling. But there is Spider Ham in the multiverse mm. who's voiced by John Mulaney and okay. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Okay. Yeah, the fucking journey your brain just went on is intense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how you how we got here? How we got the Peppa Pig being in the MCU? <laughs> yeah, okay. um, I sure do. Uh, but you gotta thank ADHD and um, all sorts of things for my wild, um, very chaotic train of thought. Did you take your Adderall today? I did. Hmm. Yeah, but it's also past 5 p.m., so that's worn off. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it past your old lady bedtime? Yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna hit that uh, that Adderall slump here pretty soon. Get you in bed by six. <laughs> Get you up for that early uh, bird special. Yeah, also for anyone who doesn't uh no be during the pandemic i was diagnosed with adderall or not with adderall shoot I was, <laughs> yeah i was diagnosed with adhd so um if you've known me previously or you know me now a lot of a lot of my like behavioral patterns make a lot more sense now um and if you think you might have adhd you should get diagnosed and go through the process because it was extremely helpful and 
yeah, talking to a psychiatrist is good. Anyway, that's yeah. my P- that's Any- my that's my uh, mental health PSA for yeah, today. Anything we do to take care of your mental health is yes a step in the right direction. We are very strong advocates for taking care of yourself. Yes, because adulting is hard, and adulting during during a pandemic is even harder. Yeah. But we're here now. Yeah, and... we are at the like <laughs> epitome of our pandemic life. Like yeah. we've already done the sourdough. Yep. You're making kombucha. I sure am. <laughs> I sure and now am. And we started a podcast. I think that's like the trifecta of quarantine hobbies. Yeah, and my yeah. corner of the couch is very aggressively divided. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're living our best quarantine life. We just got that couch. We sure did. That's why I've started trying to sit in different spaces. So. Don't send my spot. I won't. It's yours. Okay. I peed on it. Oh, God. So, yeah. Back to Iron Man. Um, I think the foreshadowing of the uh, the terrorists finding the Iron Man suit will be really interesting to see. Because also, like, I'm having a hard time logistically wrapping my brain around how Tony Stark is going to fight crime and terrorism. Because I... I don't know how. Are you, are you trying to separate crime and terrorism to like two different junctions? Yeah, is it not the? Is it not two different things? I mean, yeah, I feel like crime is typically at the local level. Yeah, and, and then terrorism's at like the national slash international level. Yeah. So is it? Cool. Okay. I will. I'll. I'll spoil this one for you. He doesn't fight petty crime. Oh, okay. You're not going to see Iron Man like fucking up burglars and okay. shit or see, anything. And that's, that's not going to So, happen. and logistically. That's what Batman would do. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, yeah. that's why I was having a hard Batman time. Batman crime. Okay. I was having a hard time with the whole, I was stuck <laughs> on crime because I was like, how is this motherfucker going to, like, maybe, I mean, his house already talks. He's Jarvis. Maybe he just, like, connects Jarvis to all the CCTV across, you know, the town yeah. he lives in. And then Jarvis reports back to him whenever petty crime whenever someone's about to get mugged, like, and then he zaps himself there. Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, what I've been I, trying to, like, wrap my brain no, around for the last hour I, and a half. To the best of my knowledge, like, I've seen a lot of these a few times. I don't think Iron Man goes after... Petty criminals? Misdemeanors. Okay, perfect. Um, So, they shouldn't have written that in there, because <laughs> that's confusing, and they... Okay, so terrorism. All right. So, now I have a better understanding of, like, what he's fighting. Yeah, the scope is bigger. Okay, okay. So, I got I got this now. So, <laughs> he is probably... I think he's going to have to go to back to Afghanistan, and the folks that found the first iteration of the Iron Man shoot, suit... Not shoot suit are going to put together either a crudely crudely reconstructed version of it or come up with something that is equally as dangerous and start to terrorize the the American military or whomever is over there who shouldn't be over there and then he's going to have to go in and fight the people the terrorists that initially infi- inflicted this trauma on him and he's going to have to end them or something. I don't know. So now that we've taken petty crime off the table, that's what I think is going to happen. Because <laughs> um, it also seems like he blew up most of their... But also, we don't know how many canyons they have full of weapons. We don't know how many hostages we have. We don't know how many caves they have. We don't know how many terrorists there are. We don't know what their big plan is. And yeah. also, but also, it all could be tied back to Obi. Obi could be the ringleader of all of this. So who knows? Yeah, and I'm also I'm interested to see also how like 
Stark Industries evolves or if it evolves at all in using like the whole arc reactor as like a, a pivot or because he's got the thing that works in his chest. So like he obviously has made some improvements on the technology from when it seemed to be built 30 years ago. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he pivots with that. I think he and Peppa. I don't Pepper. think she. Pepper, shoot! Yeah, I think I'm just. No, no <laughs> I think I'm just gonna call her either. Peppa, um, because she should be British. So I'm just gonna. So I think. Um, Why should she be British? Because Gwyneth Paltrow is so regal and like her. I don't. I don't think the lady who makes the vagina candles is regal. It's not the word uh, I reach for. You mean somebody that owns a company called Goop? Goop. Yeah, it's some regal sounding shit. Yeah, also, if you're looking to be your best basic self, you should definitely watch her Goop series on Netflix. It makes me really happy that I am, you know, I make enough money to live a great life, but I don't make enough money to spend a hundred bucks on a candle or decide that I'm going to go on a mushroom retreat to Cancun or whatever else they do, because... It is some next level shenanigans that they get into. Whatever floats your boat. I feel like we could afford a. What did you call it? A mushroom. A mushroom trip to Cancun. Yeah. If I'm going to Cancun, I want to like drink mojitos on a beach. I don't want to do mushrooms with a bunch of strangers. Wait, mushroom retreats like they take mushrooms. Yes. In Cancun. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's not something I'm interested in doing ever. We might have to take separate vacations. Jeez, that's fine. You can go with Peppa. Um. (laughs) So. So, yeah, so I think he and Pepper, the sexual tension there, you can, like, cut it with a knife. And so I think something's going to happen there. Also, I it'll be interesting to see how he evolves throughout the series of movies because it seems like he's really realized that he's alone. So he's, like, alone and sad. And his assistant is the... His assistant and Jarvis are the... What if Vision is a physical manifestation of the family he never had? What if that's actually his drive for Vision? He loved Jarvis so much and Jarvis was so important to him that he eventually manifested it into the Vision. That's not how it happens. I'm just going to burst that bubble now. Okay, well, that was a good theory for the two seconds (laughs) that that I had it there. The family stuff does come up, though. Yeah, because, like, I know that he ends up having a daughter. I don't remember who the daughter is with. Oh, like who the mom is? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't remember who the mom is. Huh. I would love it if it was Pepper. Yeah. But also you're giving me nothing. You're very hard to read. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know so much that I don't want to spoil anymore for you. You gotta you gotta connect some dots. I yeah. will say that some of the villains in the beginning are very generic and predictable. Yeah. Like they should all just be played by Mark Strong. <laughs> Who plays a villain. If you don't know who Mark Strong is, he's the bad guy in Shazam. He's the bad mm. guy in one of the Sherlock Holmes oh, movies. Yeah, he's just he's so the, generic. He's like, mob boss, dad, and kick-ass. Like, mm. he just plays a... Very generic. I wouldn't say he plays a generic vi- vir- or a villain in every movie, but, like, as sure as Sean Bean will die in anything he's in, Mark Strong will be the villain in anything he's in. It's kind of like that parallel. Like, he has some, like, breakout roles that are really good, but yeah. he's mostly, like, a stereotypical bad guy. Yeah, he knows how to make his money, right? Yeah. So, Get yeah. It. Yeah, that's all... That is all I can think of right now. Yeah. Um. Do you have any parting wisdom for me? Uh... No. 
No, I want you to go through everything I went through. Um, I will say this is really cool in the sense of like, I feel nostalgic, not in the sense that like I'm rewatching the movies, but like I'm having the same situations where it's like I had a shitty couple days at work. And that's like, oh, I get to watch a Marvel movie with my wife. I think that's pretty cool. Um, no, just I want you to formulate your own opinions and things like that because some of them are going to get shattered. Some of them are going to oh, get sure. and go cry a couple times. It'll be great. Oh, God. Yeah. No, well, and I appreciate that. And I also you appreciate making sure I'm not going to have like an actual anxiety attack during these. Yeah. So no, I... thank you for being flexible and muting them when I need them <laughs> to be muted. And yeah. thank you for suggesting subtitles because that, again, if anyone has ADHD, subtitles. You got to do it because then you can actually understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also next time I'm going to try to say um less because I've been very aware of how much I've been saying that. So. Oh, we should do a drinking game. Oh, jeez. shot every time you say um. Uh, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think this is going to wrap up part one. We also realize that you can only record for 30 minutes on the web browser that we're using for Anchor. So. Uh, we will do a little better next time of opening up a different thing so there's not that weird cut off 30 minutes in. So thanks everybody because hopefully we've got at least one or two people that have listened to this. If not, hey mom. <laughs> Maybe Jimmy. Who knows? You know who you are. So thanks y'all for tuning in. Um, please make sure to like and subscribe. This podcast is available on all streaming platforms except iTunes. It hopefully will be approved on iTunes in the next couple of weeks. Soon. Yeah, iTunes yeah. coming soon. It's hard to crack in the Apple. It sure is. And if you can leave us a review anywhere, we only want five stars. And if you're going to be mean. Rochelle only wants five stars. I want any critiques you have. Yeah, I only need positive validation yeah. at this point in my life. Unless you're going to be a dick just to be a dick. But yeah. That. But if you do have some actual constructive criticism, you can at me and them and i will read them and shield them from rochelle yeah because i'm very sensitive um because a part of adhd is rejection dysphoria which is definitely something i have i'm a very sensitive human and i don't like criticism when it's not necessary so fun fact yeah make sure to follow us on instagram it is marvel m-a-r-v-e-l-l-e-s-s podcast so that's marvel-less podcast and we will be posting some updates on there you can find the direct link there you can follow us on spotify and also again like we previously previously said all streaming platforms tune in for part two of iron man um and if you have our phone numbers and you have direct feedback just text us let us know what you think because uh you know we're just doing this for the fans or dm us Just kidding. We're doing this for ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Okay, bye.